Hey guys, and welcome back to week 21 of That Scale RC Show. I'm your host, Adam Dean, alongside with... Jeremy Kendall. And this week, we're bringing you a special guest. Uh, we have Alan DeHullisud from STP Scale Trail Performance in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, me familia? What's going on? So, uh, yeah, so uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, taking your time. Thank you very time. much. Thank yes. you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. Um, I know you probably got better things to do, but um, you're here with us. This is my better thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're going to start it off like we always do when we have a guest in the building. We're going to ask you some uh, questions to kind of get to know you, uh, kind of okay. get a little bit of background in RC, and then after that, we'll just uh, see where it takes us. Okay. So let's start it off with uh, your favorite scale crawler. Ooh. I know... The other day I told Eleven Charlie or Justin on the talk show that I it was Traxxas, and it's actually not. I did some crawling today. I went through half of my rigs, and my favorite crawler is the XES-102. Nice. Yeah, that's a... We, it's funny. We've had a handful of people, and that seems to be the, the number one answer, some sort of axial product. So. Yes, yes. It's it's just it's got more capability for me and what I wanted to do, and it fits me and my style. Nice. Um, <clears throat> second question is: Where is your favorite place to go crawling? Oh, Mount Diablo. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a local to me. Um, that's probably the first time I actually went scaling with Alan was over at Mount Diablo a couple yes. months ago. So, um, if anybody's listening and you don't know, Mount Diablo is located in San Ramon, California. So, kind yeah. of East Bay area. Uh, what is your favorite event? Oh, you know what? That I'll have to be right now would be the tug of war. My first ever. I did over at Autism, the Crawl for Autism mm -hmm. by uh, ASD Crawlers, and I wasn't even prepared, <laughs> and I, I just showed up, and they were yelling for a gentleman, and he wasn't there. I threw up my hand, and they're like, okay, you, come here, and I'm like, oh, shoot, this is really happening, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I did, and I won the first heat. I didn't win the second one, but I won the first one. That's still my major accomplishment for my first time ever crawling in, in, a, in an event. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so the next question is current number of rigs that you own. And these don't have to be just crawlers because I know we've had this in the past where people have you know added in planes drones boats whatever they have so if you want right. to just stick it to crawlers you can give it just crawlers if you want to give all your rigs go for it okay all I have is crawlers I only have one it's a UDR so but everything I have is all crawlers and let's see one two three four five six probably about 13 nice yeah uh, next question is, do you prefer comp 
style events or trail days? Oh, I, to be honest, I haven't really done any of the any of each, but as far as I really, really want to do is comp days. Hmm. Nice. That's a that's a that's actually a first for us. Most yeah, I was just gonna say that's kind of an unusual answer. I like that. Yeah, most yeah, people want to say they want to just trail, kick back, but yeah, some people you know they love competition, so they like to be able to compete. Yeah. Uh, what would be your favorite scale tire? Ooh, yeah. Now you guys are throwing curveballs at me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my favorite scale tire. You know what? That's going to have to be the RC four-wheel drive 1.55, I believe. And it is the Wrangler. Ah, class wow. one. The class one tire, that's, too. And RC that's, yeah, that's, man, we're hitting a lot of firsts on this yeah, one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Nice. Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite or your go-to motor size um, of choice when it comes to scale crawler? Ooh, that's a tough one. That one's a tough one. Um, I'm really going to have to say mm, you know what? I'm going to have to say the 13 turn. 13 turn uh, Torque Master by Home Hobbies. Nice. It's uh that's actually a good choice. I know a lot. It, it's it's very comparable to a 35 turn. Um, I just think it's got a little more torque to it due to the fact of the five pole armature instead of the three pole. Yeah, exactly. So, and then uh, I, I I gear it down so. <clears throat> nice. And um, th now this is going to get a little th – these questions we know tend to get people a little stuck. So if you don't have an answer, it's all good. Um, what would be your dream body that you wish was available for scale? Oh, I wish it would be available? Yeah, like, like what's something that you, know, that you would love to be able to build in the RC world that they don't have available? Would be the – I believe it's the 86 Chevy body. They had it before, but they discontinued it. That's my most favorite body. Nice. Nice old square body iron. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, next question is if you were to walk into a hobby shop t right now and you were going to buy your next crawler or scale rig, what would it be? Oh, my God. That's like the perfect answer for me. That would be the new RC four wheel drive. Uh, I I can't remember the name of it. Oh my gosh! I was just watching it earlier. The new the C, one? Yes, the C. What is it? The C two X. I believe it's the C two X, and it's the new RC four wheel drive hard body first ever comp vehicle. Nice. Yeah, I know they just didn't they just release that this week. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the C2X. Yes. Class 2 scale RC truck. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I know that one's caught, you know, it's 
like everything else that's gone back and forth, you know, you got certain people that are like, eh, and they try to pick it apart, and you got other people that love it. So it'll be interesting to see how that one does in the next uh, coming weeks once it's available. You're right. Right. So, and then last but not least, your favorite hobby shop. Oh, JJ Customs. Nice. JJ yep. Customs, San Jose, California. Yep, JJ's a good guy. Um, I've been in there numerous times, so it's only about an hour drive from where I am. So, right. very familiar with that. So, that basically wraps up our little uh, feeler questions. Um, I guess the first thing I want to start off with is see, I know I've known you for I want to say what about six to eight months now. Yes, something like that. And uh, so I I know what you're about, but how about you tell our listeners what Scale Trail Performance is and a little bit more in-depth background of yourself. Okay. I I came up with Scale Trail Performance because I actually was watching a show. First show ever was ESP. Uh, I believe that's Extreme Scale Performance. Performance by Josh. Elliot, I believe that's his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joshua, Joshua Kane Elliot. And um, at first, I really didn't like it. The very first show I seen, I just I couldn't find a show. But for some reason, I kept turning back to him. And then after that, I was just getting into because the Holmes hobbies, and he was getting all the Holmes hobbies and doing little ins and outs and things. And I said, you know what? I want to start doing this. And doing builds, actual builds. And being the fact that I've been dealing with a lot of since 2012, I came back from Iraq. Um, I've served in the military for 16 years. Wow. And, yeah, and I came back. I was supposed to be at home stateside for a month and shoot straight back to Afghanistan to Camp Leatherneck. And... um, Really, they say a lot that that base is like the hardest deployment ever for any soldier. I mean, any deployment's hard for any soldier, but that one's like the toughest. But I, I answered the call again, and I, I raised my hand when they needed more people. So that's awesome. But but what happened was I got injured on a mission, and. To make a long story short, I came home. They said, "Nope, you're done." They said, "You're you're getting a medical retirement." So, I tried fighting it. And then my soldier—I mean, my soldier—I'm sorry. Excuse me. My um, sergeant just about slapped me with the backhand. It's like, "Are you dumb? Just take it, son." And I was like, "I—I <laughs> uh, I feel like I have to be with my my battles." I mean, uh, for any other soldier and for any other. But he has been deployed. They understand exactly what I'm saying. It's just, it's it's not about the thrill. It's not about the adrenaline rush. It's about you want to be back there with your, with your with your battle buddy, your your second family, and that's the military. It's it's just something. It's something that happens when you go over there and you fight alongside with somebody and and you feel like you need to be doing more. Right. So. I tried to fight it, but I didn't win, and I finally said, you know what, you're right. I'm going to take the medical retirement because, mind you, they just titanium-plated my spine. 
Wow. So the titanium plated my spine, the titanium plated my lower spine, the titanium plated my hip, they drilled up my shoulder, and they still got to do my other hip. So, yeah, I don't think I was going to win that argument. So I just took the retirement, and I was fighting the issues about – I kept telling my wife I didn't have PTSD. I don't have PTSD, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, but I wouldn't leave my house. I wouldn't talk to nobody. I was shut in inside my house, in my garage, just doing nothing. Nothing. I started drinking here and there, and that wasn't good, especially when you're taking medications from the VA. Yeah. But that stopped quick because it was only a few times, and it's like I didn't like the way I was feeling. And then my doc finally said, hey, you need a hobby. And I think for a lot of vets who are not into the hobby, I think their doc told them that too. And here I am. I'm started. I not even really trying to get into this hobby. I just went down to a hobby shop, and the dude talked me into a crawler, and I I got the crawler, brought it home, and that's what just kicked it off. I didn't even drive it. I I didn't even drive any vehicles. I think I had picked up like five, six vehicles, six rigs, and I, I was just taking them apart and building it back. Putting upgrades, and I, I never drove for two and a half years. I did that. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that, because that, I wouldn't. That, I wouldn't leave my house. Yeah. See, and that's one. That's one thing I actually didn't know. Um, I knew that you used the hobby to get you, you know, to kind of help as a, as a, you know, medical release or, a, you yeah. know, what or, like your own, your own therapy to get you, you know. Yes. Like get your mind going, you know, stay active with, you know, doing something and kind of, you know, make the adjustment from, you know, war zone to civilian zone. And but that's one thing I didn't know. I didn't know that you actually were just like taking, you know, buying them, taking them apart, putting them back together, little upgrades, and just putting them on the shelf. That I did not know. I thought you were you were driving them this whole time. No, and I didn't. I didn't tell too many people that. It's just. I kind of felt dumb. I mean, one day my wife came out in the garage and says, um, this is all fine and dandy. She goes, but are you ever going to drive it? And I, <laughs> I looked at her, and I was like, that is a good question. <laughs> so my very first ever event actually was Proline by the Fire, 2019. And I had a blast because that was my first time ever getting – Stepping out besides going to Mount Diablo and meeting Dean from Two Chain Scalers and just having a blast out there, I decided I'm going to go to Poland by the fire. I really want to do this. Just building, you know, meeting other people, meeting other guys, showing what I built, showing what I can do, and just having fun. And that's and that's what it's all about. And see, and then that's. I'll be honest, like part of what you're saying kind of like it, I could self-relate because I don't know if I've ever really said this on the podcast, but when I first got into RC, I my first crawler, I bought it and it was a kit. So when I put it all together, I kind of upgraded as it went, but like I never really like used it, used it. Like if you see the way I go run it on the trail now, yeah. And if you would have saw back in 2010 when I first started, you know, crawling, I would like literally take it outside and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. You like drive it over a rock, you'd flex it out, get some pictures, and that would be it. 
Like that was yeah. it. So it was yeah. like there was no there was no oh let's go drive it in this. And then it wasn't until um, RC Crawler, uh, the forum, I got on that, and uh, a couple local guys said, hey, we're going out here to go crawling. You know, you should come out. And I, I didn't know what to expect, so I went out, and it was like, whoa, you guys actually, like, treat these like a real truck? Like, you actually go on a trail, and there's, like, you know, you're, you're trying to accomplish something? I said, oh, okay. I said, I thought these were more just like a, a hobby. Like, you just build it, and you just kind of, like, play with it, like, kind of thing. Like, I didn't think you actually – did stuff with it, and then, right, and then, and then it just snowballed. But um, not to totally take it away from you. Um, there's another thing that you're doing that I think is pretty cool, um, and we haven't touched base on it yet. But there's something you do, uh, teamed up with another veteran crawler. Oh um, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, since I got into this hobby, I. First contacted, I got in contact with with Dean, two chain scalers, and he got me in contacted with this other vet named Aaron Hart, and his thing was uh, Purple Heart RC, and my thing was STP Scale Trail Performance. So we we talked to each other, hit it off, and we became together Purple Heart RC which we do builds for other veterans and we do a build we get donations from others of people who help and we take it put it together and then we go out and we find a vet we talk to vets and we give one out to vet to get them outside of their house outside of the norm like how I was like how Aaron was and just to make a difference because people in this world don't understand there is like 22 I believe the number if I'm not correct um, just forgive me about that but I think it's like 22 a day of vets committing suicide yep it's 22 a day that's why they um, that's why numerous organizations have come out with that t-shirt 22 a day and there's also that little um, I know I did it I participated I want to say a year or two ago they did the uh -huh. 22 push-ups a day and, we, and it was like a Facebook challenge and you'd nominate your friends and right. for 22 days you do 22 push-ups to symbolize you know your support and your awareness for um, our vets and um, you know I'm gonna speak for myself you know if Jay wants to say something he can I've always been very very pro-military so uh, the things you do to help other people or other vets that, you know, kind of are in the same boat as you are, you know, needing to get out of the house, you know, maybe, you know, need to right. do something because they might be sitting at home feeling helpless or like, oh, what am I doing now? My life's like nothing. And, right. You know, it, it's it's a great outlet. And it's an outlet that I think is awesome because we're all – in the end, everybody's in it for the same thing. You're out there to have a good time and to put a smile on your face. And who, right. who wouldn't want that? Right. Exactly. I, I just I just see it that if it's helping me, I mean, you know, I still have issues here and there, and I'm still working on it. It's just really, from a vet's point of view, it's it's just it's hard. I, I don't know if I'll be able to turn off what I've seen or what what it, what has gone on over there. You just can't undo those things. You can't take it away, take it back, you can't rewind, it's just there now. The dreams are real, the um, anxiety, the uh, the uh, PTSD, the depression, it's 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 real. 
And that's what I wanted to get <clears throat> the message out there to people. That's why I did a Facebook <clears throat> side also as well of Band of Crawlers, where I want anybody and everybody they can join the website and post up their builds, have conversations about it, and maybe down the road, you know, they see each other in the event. I think that's the most awesome, awesomest thing. Exactly. Yeah, and, absolutely. And we're, we'll definitely, you know, put a plug in that on our um, Facebook and our Instagram, you know. So if anybody listening uh, wants to, you know, reach out, um, it's kind of like sim – I'm not going to say it's like what we were talking about last week, you know, with yeah. that what was it, the tiny truck world map thing. But it's it's similar. It's a place where people can go and you can spark conversation and talk about your builds. And, you know, sometimes um, – you know, some people just want to ha just just BS. They just want to talk. They just want to yeah. they, you know, they just want to outlet. So, yeah. um, I think it's badass. Yeah, and it, and it, and and it's a good to me. It's a good conversation conver uh, excuse me conversation starter because I didn't know how to communicate back in the community side. Coming back to home state side, I didn't know what to do. I I didn't. It's like. Okay, you know, I was perfectly normal before I left. Why am I feeling like this? Why is this happening? Why can't I be out in public? And if I'm thinking that way, all the other vets are too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and like I said, those are some of the main points I really wanted to touch base on because that's, you know, that's the part from, you know, getting to know you and hanging out with you at a couple events that I get, you know, that I already know. So that's why I wanted to make sure those points made their way into our show so that way anybody listening, um, you know, because this doesn't um, – now, now, mind you, you know, Alan is on the West Coast. We are on the West Coast, um, and I know a lot of our show – a lot of the information kind of comes from the West Coast, but you know what? There isn't. This isn't just a West Coast thing. This is an entire national thing. So if 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 you're in a town and you know there's some local vets that you know may not you know know what to do, you know that getting them into the hobby might be a, a an option. So because yeah. I know you mentioned his name, Eleven Charlie RC. He's based yes. out of Florida. Yes. So the eleven uh, Charlie RC RC intro, these are big. They're the uh, not only is them, a lot of them are vets, but a lot of them are not vet. Few of them are not vets, but they are huge supporters uh, for the military and for helping out and donating. I just can't thank them enough. I mean, and a lot of them is on the East Coast. So yeah. <laughs> And um, you know, so if, so if anybody listening wants to check them out, you know, well, like I said, all this information can be found um, at Alan's, you know, Facebook and social media at STP Scale Trail Performance. We'll make sure we have all that up there. Um, Jay, is is there anything you know? Well, we're on this topic. You want to? No, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for vets and for law enforcement. So anything that benefits either of those, I am 100% behind. So no, I, I think that's awesome. And it's a great idea, and I really hope that you know you have the success with it that you want. I think it's a really good outlet. Um, the thank you. The that park that we were talking about before the show, they uh, the owner. And his wife, the, well, the two of them own it, I should say. I don't want to single anybody out. But uh, 
Brett's wife, Brenda, that they run the park, she is a uh, veteran as well. And um, they do a lot of different programs and stuff out there for vets. And uh, it's been a really good thing, especially for guys suffering from PTSD to just get out and just be on the trail and enjoy themselves. And it's just a nice outlet to kind of pacify your your mind, you know, and keep it from wandering. And so... uh, no, I, I think that's great. It's kind of the, it, really, I mean, just in general, it's kind of like an incredible stress reliever for anybody, really. But I think that it's something that vets can definitely benefit from. Definitely. I mean, because from my point of view, when I'm wrenching on one of these rigs or when I'm driving one of these rigs, I'm out somewhere and I'm just, even as by myself, it's just like, I, I don't think about, I don't think about overseas. I don't think about what had happened, what I've seen, what I've done. I, I don't think about any of that stuff. I'm just thinking about that little rig. Yeah, that's fantastic. It, it's good for that. I, I have issues with anxiety and depression, and it's uh, I, I enjoy going out even just by myself, like what you were saying, you know, and I'll just go yeah. cruise around, and I don't even need to have people around to just kind of enjoy it and unwind right. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yesterday I had just me and my nephew um, – STP scale truck performance went and uh, did a giveaway of an uh, axial wraith to a, a child with autism. Oh, cool! Right on. So it's not it's not just my main goal and target is the vets, but if I can help in other areas as well, I will do that. Yeah, which that's fantastic. Yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And that's and honestly it, go ahead. And and. And you know what? I've said it this time and time again. I know there's some stuff that has went on. I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect before in my past or whatnot, or maybe my anxiety's got the best of me, my PTSD. But I am the most coolest, probably humblest person I can just ha- you can just hang with. You know, I, because I, there was a thing mentioned that there was <laughs> some people afraid of me and it was like I think it's just the military thing side and it's not that the people don't need to be afraid of vets because from my point of view when I come home I still will do what I swore to do is protect mm-hmm. and even though I got issues going on I'm not you know other vets got issues going on it's not what like some of the world perceives it to be like on television. It's not like that. And that's another goal, which I'm trying to, uh, how do you say, erase out of people's minds because the vets are not really like that. Yeah. It's almost like a stigma associated with it, you know, like, right. Yeah. Which I, in a way I kind of understand because it's just not everybody's familiar with everyone's story. And for somebody that served, you don't want to, you want to be cautious in conversations just kind of naturally like if you're a considerate person at least i should say you know you you, yeah. you feel like you need to be kind of cautious cuz you don't want to say anything that may you know trigger a feeling or you, you know it's like you, you 
people tend to be a lot more careful with people that have gone through stuff and I can see how some people can be standoffish in a way, you know, just because they, they don't know the horrible things that you've seen and, you know, they don't want to bring it up and, you know, possibly, you know, strike a nerve or anything there. So, I mean, like I, I get that, but like, you know, the communication, like what you're saying, that's key. And if that's something that you can kind of help, um, get rid of, you know, as, as far as the stigma associated with vets and just, you know, Hey, approach us and, you know, thank us. And we yeah. like, want to go out and have fun just like you guys, you know, and get oh, our yeah. minds off of it. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, for example, this, um, child that we had autism that we had given away this bill to yesterday, he looked at my stickers and he just went up to me and said, thank you for your service. I thank you. So yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is this is a young man here. Just, you know, I think that's more or less of a leader to me than anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could lead lead by the example, and it, I mean, he was just really nice person and cool to be around, hang around, talk to, and stuff like that. So yeah, that kind of helps too. I mean, oh, for sure. You know, I mean, that just psh, overwhelming feelings and stuff like that. Just be able to. Because my wife says I'm like a stone wall, no emotion. <laughs> she goes, the military done you wrong. I was like, no. It's I said, it's life, love. It's life. Well, that, that's a good pairing, too, because, you know, pe- people that are afflicted with autism are often misunderstood, just like just like vets are misunderstood in ways, too, you know. And so that's, yeah. that's actually a really, really cool thing. Like, there's there's a those kids are really special and that that's a pretty touching thing for a kid to make that connection with you, you yeah. know, and, and thank you in that way. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, that, that'd be, I don't know. I, I know if, if I witnessed that in person, man, that'd kind of tug on some heartstrings right there. That, yeah. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah. The, the sister, she was really awesome too. And she's, I think she started tearing and crying a little bit, and, uh-huh. you know, yeah, because, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how to – you just had to be there to see it. And it yeah, just, it's it a was, special it was, moment. It was amazing. It was just amazing for me. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and see, and that's that's kind of like the overall, I guess, like theme that like I always see with everything. It's like you're taking a common thing that everybody can get behind, everybody can get out and have a good time, um, and it's something that I'll be honest – a lot of people in this uh, in this industry or hobby take for granted. Yeah, I mean, I like, totally agree. I mean, there's there's numerous people. Um, you know, I've seen at events, and you know, they're you know, which like I said, don't take me, you know, don't get me wrong here, but they go to these events, and the highlight is the raffle. It's the free stuff. It's the prizes. It's what am I going to win? What am I going to get? What am I going to you know? And it's mm-hmm. and, and you know, which is. I understand why. It's fun. It's fun to win stuff. It's fun to, you know, get your, you know, five seconds of, you know, stardoms, you know, for lack of better words, when the spotlight's on you because you're walking up and winning something, whether it's a bumper, sticker sheet, rig, whatever. Um, And I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, there are some people, um, I know I'm one of them. Sounds like Alan's one of them. I know Jay's one of them. You know, you enjoy giving back. Like, it's not so much getting any, 
thing. Like you can really care less. Like if you went to an event, at least I'm say, I know from my own experience. If I go to an event and I got like only five minutes of crawling in, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. It's the fact that I'm there, socializing, getting to hear people's stories, talking to people, hanging out, um, and then even giving back. Um, yeah. I know that this year I started. Um, you know, donating out of my pocket to some of these events because not because I feel obligated, because I want to. So, yeah. and that to me, like you're saying, is a huge, you know, like out, like for me, it's a big outlet. You know, I enjoy yeah. helping people. I enjoy giving back to people as much as I enjoy building my own stuff and, you know, kind of like talking about it and showing it off and, you know, letting other people, you know, get to look at it and, you know, it's a conversation starter. So, yeah. Um, no, there's so many things that this hobby does for a lot of people, and I think it's great. And I think that's what more people need to start taking out of this is get rid of the toxic – I know we always sound like we're giving some sort of like how to live your life speech every, almost every podcast, but you know, it's because it never seems to change. We still see the toxic messages and comments on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, and it's – it's like why why can't you just enjoy the hobby and everything that it has to offer instead? Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing too is that if there is any negativity like on my Facebook page, on the Band of Crawlers, or on my regular page, and on my Instagram, or even I mean on YouTube, I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not. I didn't go overseas, serve my 16 years, raise my kids to try to teach them the right way to have to deal with that or let anybody else hear that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing. People are more than welcome to, but once they spew that toxic stuff, they're just not in the group no more. Yeah, no, that's good. Having a no-drama policy, like, that's great. We have that with our club page and stuff. And if people, you know, start teasing people about rigs or trying to make other people feel bad or anything like that, they're gone. You know, it's like that's not the environment that we're trying to create. Yeah, no. I mean, everybody creates differently. They're not going to create the same you are, and it's not a... To me, I mean, yeah, we have these events where you compete, this and that, but that's for fun. And But when you start doing your own little com- competing in your head to other people's, what they do, you just can't. Mm-hmm. If, if if you're like the best in the world, and, you're, and you go to tell this other person who's like just starting off, like, oh, that's junk and this and that, no. That is not, that is not, yeah. You're in the wrong field of business or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've touched base on that a couple times on this show. Um, And, you know, it just, I don't know. I had this conversation with another guy um, on Facebook uh, earlier today, actually. We were talking about, you know, everything, you know, stuff going on and whatnot. And he just, he was like, I just don't understand why people can't just scroll by something and leave it alone. Like, why do they always have to put their two cents in? And I said, I mean, unfortunately, um, it's part of society now, whether you like it or not. Um, You know, people will voice their opinion behind a computer screen because it's easier than having to voice their opinion in front of the people. Yeah, Yeah. you've got that safety net there. Exactly. So, um, you know, just... Like I said, if it's not for you, just move. You know, move on. I mean, uh, that's like one thing I've always, you know, like admired about certain people. Like, you know, there's there and there's a, quite a few. I know we 
we talk about like the negatives, but there are quite a few people out there um, that I've seen and I know personally that don't feed into any of the stuff going online. And it's like, you know, like a new rig comes out. You never see them pick the rig apart. You never see them make a nasty comment. You never see them, you know, make fun of the company or something else or saying how this company, you know, if that was this company, they'd do it better. I mean, prime example, how much negativity have you guys seen when um, right after Axial released their 6x6, Traxxas released their 6x6? Oh, there was a lot of beef going on about that stuff. And I mean, that, it's just a lot. I was just amazed. Like, really? And see, but what it comes down to is, come on, dude, it's a toy truck. It's a it's toy trucks when you come down, like, when you, like, boil it down, it's toy trucks, you yeah. know? So why, you know, like, we get it. One company's going to do it one way. One company's going to do it another way. If right. you're brand loyal to one or the other, that's probably the direction you're going to lean towards. But, right. you know, just... If you you know I don't know what's that old saying if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all yeah 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 and then so. and then my, and then my grandma starts chasing me with the wooden spoon <laughs> <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap <laughs> oh my uh, god yeah those are the those are the good old days <laughs> yes when you really got disciplined and you really say what you mean yep yeah you guys should check out that. Um, Netflix special that has Colin Quinn on it. I had, had posted it just the other day, but uh, man, it really touched on this kind of division between the people that live in this country right now. And it talked about social media and it being a platform for everybody to have a voice, including the people that probably shouldn't, you know? And yeah. so it, it was a really interesting show and I, it's not RC related obviously at all, but a lot of it applies to the things that we see in our daily lives. And I would strongly recommend that both of you guys check that show out because it, it was very, very okay. interesting. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my wife would be interested in that too. She likes watching that. Yeah, it was a little scary, you know, because he's kind of talking about how things are broken, and a lot of people, especially myself, kind of out of sight, out of mind, you know, like ignorance is bliss, <laughs> like one of those things. Like I don't want to really admit to myself a lot of the problems that we're faced with, you know. And it shed a lot of light on that stuff, and it was kind of. It was a little scary, you know, like hearing somebody else say the things that you're thinking in your head and like, you know, speaking on these like gut feelings that you have. But it, it really, especially with the social media and stuff and talking about freedom of speech, it was really, really interesting to uh, hear somebody say the things that a lot of us are sitting here thinking or afraid to admit to ourselves. So it was it, it was outstanding. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll, have to, I'll definitely have to check that out. On uh, I this is still gonna kind of stay in that, this kind of category. Then I got some more stuff to get you know more back into the RC swing of things. Um, I know we always say we try not to take this you know political or giving you like your life lesson or we want we don't want to sound like your parents telling you how to live your life or whatever. But it's all stuff that's relatable to RC. It's all stuff relatable to you know everyday life. It happens in all aspects right. of the life. So right. it's something that we can always talk about. Um, but so we since we are recording on Wednesday, and I know some of our listeners know that, some of our listeners don't know that, but we are recording on Wednesday. Today is September 11th, 2019, which is 
the anniversary, 18th anniversary of 9/11, and the day, this day always, it'll always get me. Um, like you kind of like you. I don't know. For at least for me, I always kind of wake up and you're like, wow, like wow, I can't believe it's already been 18 years. I can't believe that you know all this stuff happened and we're still you know dealing with the the you know outcome of it i mean um you know the fact that we still have troops overseas is all still related to this one incident and um what i what i want to bring to to light is the fact that and it's sad that it was something like that that had to do this for everybody but i think september 12th 2001 was the strongest this nation has ever been, probably since World War II, when everybody kind of united together yeah. for the same reason, the same – everybody mourned together, everybody witnessed it together, everybody helped together, and everybody just basically cared together. And it's sad that you need that big of a disaster, that big of, a, of an event on our nation's soil to bring everybody together. Like, yeah. like you shouldn't need that kind of tragedy to bring everybody together. Why can't everybody do that, you know, all the on time? On an everyday basis, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were all truly united after that, and now it's back to square one, it feels like. But, you know, one positive thing that, you know, that I have seen from this, and since I – my RC time is split 50-50 with racing and crawling. And right. one of the really cool things about the crawling community is the fact that everybody is so quick to rally together to support a cause. And you see that with, with some racing things. You know, there'll be like a race to benefit so-and-so, you know, the proceeds from it. Maybe a family that's going through a hard time or lost a loved one. But scale rc is one of those things that brings so many people together to rally for you know rally support for a good cause and right. it it's like man if we can do that on those days that those events happen let's try and carry that forward into our everyday life and uh right you know it's it's that is one really cool thing about scale rc that's unique to it is i i don't really see other <laughs> RC activities where everybody comes together and really supports a cause. Right. right. Yes, I agree with that. And you know what? And I think that's why we're starting to see, um, you know, more brands branching out into what they call lifestyle brands instead of just a brand. Like, as you know, for the longest time, Axial was known as more of a lifestyle brand than an actual RC brand. Like, yes, they make cars. That is what they are. They are an RC manufacturer. But they've always kind of tried to make it bigger than that when it comes mm -hmm. to what they do. Then you have, like this year, you got Team Associated with Element coming into the game, and they didn't want to just say, hey, we're making a crawler. They wanted to kind of do the same thing that Axial was doing, for lack of better words, and you know, create another lifestyle. And I think that is one of the biggest positives we could be doing in this community right now is creating those lifestyle brands where you're actually, it's not just 
you know, product A, B, and C. It's actual, like, camaraderie and, you know, friendly competition and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you can go out and you can have an event, whether it's for fun, whether it's for competition, whether it's for, you know, a good cause, or whether it's just to do it, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's cool how this, you know, like you said, Jay, how this hobby can bring so much to the table. Yeah. yeah, it's more than just, have, you know, oh, I've got an RC car and I throw it down and go drive it once in a while. Like, it's not like that. It's like people live that lifestyle and that's what they go to work for and what they do on the weekends. Like, it is their entire life getting out on the trail with their buddies and having a good time. And it's it's created a really strong sense of community. But like anything, you know, it, it could still be better. I... Uh, I, I think social media is probably the number one enemy of the RC community, you know, but I, I, I'll give you that certain, certain part aspects of social media, excuse me, social media are bad for, you know, anything. Um, and I think a lot of it is, and I think that's why, at least the way I see it, I think Instagram is starting to kind of like take that leap forward where they're becoming the, the number one sought after platform to like post their stuff because at least when it comes down to Instagram, it's like you're weeding through all the BS. Like you, you're straight to the meat and potatoes. It's the picture. You say a little thing about it, tag some people in it, you're done. Um, and then people either like it or like or to comment or they just scroll by whereas with Facebook you got a little too much interaction and that I think in in you know women's terms it creates more drama because somebody could dislike it somebody could laugh at it somebody could cry at it you know like it's like now you're just creating all these extra you know platforms for people or not platforms but like I guess areas for them to say like why they don't like it or why it makes them laugh. And then it creates like this whole spiderweb effect of all this other stuff that's like trivial to what the original post was. Yeah, there's right. way too many options for interaction in a single post. Yeah, and it's like when realistically I get it. What it was supposed to be was you post your thing and somebody was supposed to either like it or dislike, you know, or not like it or whatever. And comment and move on. Now there's just too much and there's too many different avenues that it can go into when strictly all you're trying to do is, hey, look, this company has new tires out. Check them out. Not this, you know, someone's laughing. Oh my gosh, did you see, you know, this person came out with a tire just like that three months ago and they're just copying and I wonder if it's even going to have the same, you know, foams inside or is it going to be, you know, and it's just like, oh my God, really? Just yeah. Take it for what it is and just enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Don't turn either, it into either, that. Either you're gonna try it out or not. Just leave it at that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That that that's the hard part is people can't because it's like, this is my big chance to be heard. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And that's the whole yeah. big thing. It's everybody so much want to be heard, but they're doing it all in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why they always say let your actions speak louder than your words. Right. So, I mean, like, I don't know. And I, I, it's one of those things, and I don't know maybe if it's because, and it's like actually really like honestly, if you really know me on a personal level like you two do, I'm one of those people, if I'm at an event, like if I was strictly going to an event, you know, and I didn't really know a lot of people there, I'm pretty quiet. I don't really talk. 
I just kind of do my thing and I'm there. Once yeah. somebody approaches me, gets to talk to me, well, then I open up a little bit more, and then you know you start yep. to talk a little bit more. That is the way I guess is how I use my actions, you know, to speak louder than my words. Like I'm not just gonna show up and be like, "Look at this, check me out," and this, that, and the other. No, I'm just gonna do my thing, and yeah. if you like it, then okay, you know. And I think we got too many people worried about standing on their own soapboxes when. You know, there's better things to do. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, it's, yeah. it's weird, and this kind of ties into that, and it was something I was thinking about here this week, was advertising. With, I And what got me thinking about it was I got the new issue of uh, RC Car Action magazine, and I'm flipping through it, and Proline usually has, you know, a big two-page spread, and A-Main mm -hmm. usually has one or two pages. But when you think about it, like... We don't see a whole lot of advertising. So much of it now is geared towards am brand ambassadors and posts rather than traditional advertising. Like, you don't see a lot of Scale RC ads in any of the magazines and stuff. And so I started thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, it, it's people are relying on team drivers and, uh, and, brand ambassadors to kind of get the word out now and it, it's this big shift and it's been really strange because you don't you don't really know it's it's hard to pin any kind of credibility on somebody when they are pushing a product online like usually when it's an ad it's like oh you you know that's for me i'm interested in it or no that's not for me i'm i'm not interested in it but now it's like you have this tangled web of ulterior motives behind a single post you know right. so somebody yeah. will post something up and that is that company's way of advertising their product but the hard part about it with this hobby is is that the number of likes number of followers things like that that's not necessarily an indication of skill or talent or knowledge or fact and so it's really this messy thing that you've got to try and navigate just to get an honest opinion about a product now because everything's you know well these guys give me this and so it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and you know and it, it's really really hard to try and you know get like an honest scoop on something anymore yeah no and and you're totally right, and it's in it. That's one area that I've never really quite understood, as far as like the magazine goes. Because um, I'll be honest, you know, maybe that's just because I keep myself in the little crawler, you know, scene. Um, you can pick up the RC car action, and they're still talking about races and nitro cars and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, where are they finding this, like? content to talk about because I don't see any of this going on. But in the areas where that's still big, they're doing it. So I guess that's where the drive comes from. But there's been, which I think I have two of them, there's been two offshoots from car action where they tried like more of a scalar specific approach. But I don't think at the time there was really enough for them to to create this whole ongoing magazine. So I think it was just like, a, oh, we'll release two magazines a year uh, based around crawlers, and that's it. Yeah. Right. 
because um, I have one. It was called Trail and Scale, I think, and it was from RC Action. Yeah, that and was I still, cool. And I still yeah. and I still, and I still have that magazine. But it's like you think about it, they really only had so much to talk about. Now, if they came out with that now, I think it would have been a lot better because you have Axial, Traxxas, Element, uh, you have uh, Viterra, um, HPI. I mean. RC four wheel drive. You have so many different brands. Red Cat to talk about, and it's like back like when I read that one, it was literally you had two or three axial cars to talk about. You had like they were still talking about like the wheelie and stuff, which is like yeah. that's like that's like primitive peak crawler, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but you're still talking. I don't know. So that's one area, and I've never quite understood why it's never really taken off, and it's like what you said. You have to rely on brand ambassadors and, you know, sponsored drivers and whatnot to get the content out. Right. So. Which is, it's just so hard, though, because it's like, man, it you, you have very little of these content creators that do not have some sort of affiliation with a brand and like even you and I you know it's like I I feel like at times we speak pretty freely on here but at the same time like you know it's hard to find somebody who's not sponsored not an ambassador of some sort who will give you an honest opinion on a social media platform you know (laughs) exactly And and that does get hard because like I know like I, you know, both of us have quite a bit, you know, sponsors and whatnot, and you can call us brand ambassadors or influencers or whatever. But uh, I mean, and that's why I always revert to the one company that I can always, and I, and I will say this probably forever. Um, I actually was standing behind MKS before they approached me because I really enjoyed using their products. So to me, yeah, you could yeah, from the outside looking in, you could take it or take it or leave it. You could take it as, yeah, you know, this guy is just blowing smoke out of his you know what because he's sponsored, or you could take it for what it is. Um, it's a company and a product that I really enjoy and I think it's a great you know you're, I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Yeah. Right. Right. So Which I I really respect that about people that actually offer like an honest opinion about stuff. You know, it's and that's what's hard too is like you know when people get products for reviews and stuff, they're you know normally you're not going to hear anything other than great things. You know, otherwise people are going to stop sending you stuff if you're going to tear apart everything that they send you. So it's. I don't know. It, it's it's tough, man. It, it it's weird, you know. It's there's less and less like uh, editorial reviews about products in magazines now, and it's more just word of mouth from people that may or may not even be qualified to be giving you advice on what products to buy. You know, like a, a magazine test was nice. They have a list of pluses and minuses about the product, and they state the issues they had with it. They stated the things they like about it, and you are then informed to make your own decision whether or not you want to buy it. Now it's like, well, why is this the best item? Well, because so-and-so said it is okay, but why, (laughs) you know, and you don't, you don't get much of that anymore. Right. I know when I first started for me, when I first started uh, doing the YouTube and I know maybe there was a one or two shows, maybe a few that I've done 
and I just talked freely. I, I don't know nothing about any of these parts or any of these companies. I know nothing. I don't know anybody. And so when I talk about it on the YouTube, I would just like, oh, you know, this is how I feel about it. You've seen what it can do. And I just leave it at that. But I, when I went to this, that the shop that I was buying my stuff from, they were like, oh, no, you can't talk about them. You can't, you can't do that. No, 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 you, you, there's no way. You, you can't do that. And you, I said, excuse me? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just speaking freely. I said I didn't bash anybody. Yeah. I just told you how I felt. Right. One thing may be good for me, but not for the other. One thing may not be good for me, may be good for the other. You get what I'm saying? You leave the option up for the person who, or the purchaser who would probably like to pick it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've bought stuff before that hasn't gotten good reviews or people have said things about and had absolutely no issues with it, you know? So it's right. it's like everything now, I don't know, we live in a really weird time right now with social media and like with the advertising stuff like what we're talking about because it's just this big shift in how things are being done. And it for a consumer, that's really hard. You know, that, that's yeah. tough because almost everybody that is – putting content out there has some sort of agenda in one way or another, you know, and with us, we, we're not really like that. Like we don't claim to be experts on anything really, you know, it's just, we share the bit of knowledge that we have and share our love of what we do with people. And, and that's it. You know, we don't really claim to be anything more than that. And I, I feel like that's worked out well for us. And hopefully that is one of the reasons maybe that people listen to us is, you know, we're not sitting here just spraying about, you know, oh, this is the best part ever or this brand or whatever, you know, like we're just kind of, hey, guys, this is what we think and really enjoyed it. And, you know, use this to go make an informed decision for yourself and go from there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of, you know, still stay on that topic, that's like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I will always give you my honest opinion about something but at the same time you know it's kind of hard not to push somebody in a recommendation of something that you're favorable to because that's what you like or that's what works for you and you know it's it's kind of like human nature it's like you know if somebody's favorite color is red you know and there's like there's these two things out there and one's like all covered in red accents and the other one's not, yeah, the person might gravitate towards that one a little bit more just because it already grabs their attention. And then if it works well for them, they'll be like, hey, I really like this one because, you know, and then that's just a plus. And then, but that could just mean, you know, because of whatever reasoning, like the coloring or the packaging or the, you know, whatever caught their attention, right. made test it out, that could be the same reason why they didn't test the other one. So they really can't say anything about the other one you're going to have to just, you know, make that, you know, assumption yourself. I mean, you're always going to try and push somebody into the most knowledgeable, or at least we're going to try and push somebody into the most knowledgeable answer. Um, you know, like if someone were to say, like we've said it before on the show, hey, I'm getting into crawling, um, which is almost a almost an answer I, I would like to hear from you, Alan, is like when they ask us, like, hey, what would be a crawler you'd, you'd recommend? If this is my first crawler, this is what I want to get into, what would you buy? And I know for us, we've always kind of like collectively have said, pick a big name brand, whether it be like your Axial Traxxas or now 
you know, element, you know, right. pick one of their ready-to-run kits because you really are not going to go wrong in any of those platforms because there's right. a reason why they're selling and there's a reason why you're, you're seeing aftermarket support, especially, like, that's why we say, like, you know, with Axial. Un, you right. know, Axial, in my opinion, is, opinion is like the Jeep of the off of the of the scale world. There's almost every company makes some sort of accessory for it, so you really can't go wrong. The stuff that always scares me is when these people go to places, and I've seen it. I've been at you know JJ Hobbies when or JJ Customs when we've you know when somebody walks in and says, "Yeah, I want to buy my first um, RC car, not necessarily a crawler," but they go, "I want to buy my first RC car." And, um, you know, I don't know what to get. What should I get? And then you tell them, hey, I would recommend this. And then they see the price tag and they go, ooh, that scares me. And then they start looking around and they see, well, what about this one? And it's like a, you know, not to like bash anybody, but it's like a no-name brand or a lesser-name brand. And it's like half the price. Well, there's kind of a reason why it's all that way because it might be – you know, items that are proprietary to that. Like, I've seen numerous, especially in, like, the go-fast cars, Brand X will come out, and you can buy a ready-to-run. It's, like, 150 bucks. They're having a good time. Then all of a sudden, they, you know, break a transmission gear. And then you go and look at it, and it's something that they made overseas for that rig, and you can't buy it. Like, you just can't buy a replacement part. So now you're either trying to make something work, you're trying to reinvent the wheel, or you're basically stuck with a $150 piece of junk, you know, because right. it's broken. You can't do anything with it. So right. that's why I try to say buy something you know they have aftermarket support for. So now I guess that was that's something, a good question I'd like to hear from you. Like, if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, Alan, I've been watching your shows, I've been watching your stuff, I want to get into crawling. What's a crawler you recommend? You know, that's that's funny you say that because I get this question almost asked every day. And on uh, Facebook and Instagram and sometimes on my, you know, my text, text messages. And really, to be honest, I said, I'll tell them this. I said, well, you know what? There's Axial. There's Element. There's Traxxas. And there's Patera. There, I said, you want to go, it's just like I said, you want to go where you're going to be able to find parts. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to want to get something that really out the box, it's going to be good. But what about this? This is cheaper. Well, you get what you pay for. Yeah, that I was. I had those words stuck in my head right then. I was like, "Man, that holds so true with this hobby." Like yeah. you, you do. It's right, very, very right. true. And, and I'll tell them. I said, "I can't really make up your mind. You're going to have to do that." But my advice would be, pick. It's just like Haldine said. It's you pick from these big name brand companies. You really can't go wrong. They have got so much. Uh, aftermarket stuff. They got so much support. They got this and that, and it's, there's a reason why they're still around. There's a reason why they're still selling. Yeah. Yep, that's a great answer. That's like the like I said, you nailed it on the head. That's the same kind of answer we give. And you know, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, you're gonna get the brand loyal people. Like after you get all excited, and don't get discouraged because like you'll you'll go and you'll listen to somebody, and you'll be like, you know what? 
you know, I know a lot of my friends are running Axial, or I know a lot of my friends are running Element, but you know what? This one just speaks to me, and I, something about it that I like. I just don't know what it is. I'm going to go with it. You know, don't get discouraged when you post it up and get all excited and like, oh, look, I bought this, and then you listen to everybody. Oh, what a waste of money. Oh, duh, 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 duh. You know, you, you can't always, like, you got to learn to kind of get some thick skin for some of that because people yeah. are going to always say, I would have done this. I would have bought that. And, you know, and... You know, nine out of ten times, that's true. They would have done it this way, and they would have done it that way. But it's still not your – they're not making your decision. You need to make your own decision so that way at the end you're happy with it. Right, because all in all, you're going to be the one that's buying it, not them. Exactly. And, and, and also, also, too, I've come across a lot of people that I've talked with, a lot of community that I've chatted with, talked with, and whatnot, and – some of them, I want to say maybe like about 45, 40% of them would tell me, oh, this is not what I would have done. This is what I would do. I said, well, have you done it? No. Well, then why are you saying that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and that's the biggest thing. A lot of people don't uh, – not a lot of people, I should say. No, there's just a few select people that kind of get irritated with me because I ask the questions that a lot of people don't want to ask. Right. You're going to have to. How are you going to get anywhere by not, you know, closed mouths don't get fit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, that's that's true. And there's nothing wrong with asking those questions. And if somebody's really knowledgeable about something, they'll back up whatever it is they're saying. If it's like, oh, this is a good guy and he's my bro and gives me a good deal on stuff, which sadly enough, that's a really common answer now. You know, it's like, okay, right. maybe, maybe steer away from that person then. Yeah, you know what, and that's not good at all because the reason, the only reason why they're trying to push it, it's not because it's a good product, it's got aftermarket, or it's got good reviews. It's only because they got a good deal on it. Yeah, exactly. And they probably really haven't even tested it. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, who knows? I mean, some of these people, it's they don't even really have the ability to test it thoroughly or properly, and actually accurately tell you about what it is that they're working with you know like that's that's something you run into a lot too i mean yeah it, it, that's it, why it's that's, tough i'm sorry no go ahead. yeah that, that's why in my in my youtube videos that i post up you'll see you'll see and hear me say a lot like you know this is what i did with this and this is what happened and this and that but you know what and 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 i don't tell people if they ask me a certain thing about a certain thing that I haven't even tested or tried or even looked at, I, I'm not going to sit there and tell them why I can't answer that question because I haven't even really even looked at it, yeah. let alone let alone test it. Now, I'm not going to go back. I'm not – to me personally, I'm not going to go and tell you something about what somebody said because how do we all know? It's like my children and my children, they say, one, you tell them one, the one child one thing, and by the time it gets to the sixth child, it's already done. Change the story. Yep. It's yeah, like the exactly. game. It's like the game telephone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. yep. But, yep. No, and and honestly, um, Alan, that's one thing I actually do really enjoy about watching your videos. Is in a way, you kind of remind me of like another version of Scale Builders Guild because, you know, Matt, it's a Scale Builders Guild. You know, yeah. he's he's not just tied down to like one rig. He you know, he dabbles in everything. He dabbles yeah. in Axial, he dabbles in Vanquish, he dabbles yeah. in 
you know, element. So, you know, and I and I think that's awesome because you're able to, you know, get a little more diverse, you know, feel for the crawler, you know, world and that actually shows your level of how much you really enjoy the hobby because you're not just sticking to one thing, you're kind of like, you know, branching out. And yeah. um and it's never to like highlight something negative and to bash something. It's always right. just to say, "Hey, right. I tried this, and this is what happened." You know, yeah. and then um, so I think that's that's really cool. And I think we do need more people like you um, pushing this because you know we'd be probably punching out a lot more quality content instead of a lot of the, you know, oh, this is what's hot right now, so I'm gonna make a video on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's. I, I was when I first started watching YouTube to get into this hobby and to learn, I was like, okay, cool, you know, I'm seeing this build, I'm seeing that build, different, different other things. Now everybody's doing the same thing on the same vehicle. Yep. I'm like, uh, there's no point in me watching YouTube anymore. So well, somebody's doing something on the Enduro, and I'm over here doing something on the CR12. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got laughed at for that, but I don't care because this is my, you know, this is what I like to do. I like to, I like to dabble in everything and anything. Yeah, Which is, you know, it's fun having the freedom to be able to do that. That's actually really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it it really is, and it's like, and it's funny you mentioned that because uh, this is going to stay with the YouTube theme that we're talking about right now. Um, slash social media, but not really RC related. So with my new truck, I really wanted to do like my one to one truck. I really <laughs> wanted to do a leveling kit, and oh, nice. I said, you know, I just don't like the way it looks. I, I want it to be level. I just that's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, you get online, and it's almost like RC all over again. You know, everybody in the YouTube videos are all saying the same thing. It's like one person puts it out, then the rest of them put it out. Don't waste your money on a leveling kit. You can spend a couple hundred dollars more and get yourself a lift kit, and then you decrank it, and you do this, and you do that. And I'm going, that sounds like a lot of extra time, money, and parts wasted when I all I'm looking for is just level out the ride. So yeah. instead of instead of listening to everybody, because if I listen to like the all the videos I've seen on on YouTube and everything I've read on all the forums, I probably yeah. would have never bought a leveling kit. But yeah. because I took the time to research and look at stuff and look at parts that go together and kits that work with each other and complement each other. I made a decision on my own to go with a certain company and go a certain route, and I couldn't be happier. It rides great. It rides nothing like any of the videos talk about. Every yeah. video said, oh, it rides like crap. It feels like you're, you're, you got no suspension and it's bouncing around. It's like, my truck rides like a Cadillac. What are you talking about? I mean, for, right. for what it is, it rides really nice. Right. You know? right. and I couldn't be happier. But it's see, it's those kinds of, you know, it's that kind of mentality you're going to have to like overcome. And yeah, it is a risk because I even said it to myself and I, there was a part of me that was nervous. I was like, well, what if I spend this money this way and it doesn't work out? But that's a, that's a risk you're going to have to, to um, kind of like overcome yourself. Like you're going to have to be okay with risking that to kind of experiment and see what's going to happen. And it's either going to pay off or it's not. And then you have to just, Kept it either way. Yeah, 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 and and it's that's a really good point because I did the same thing with my Toyota Tundra. I had went and I got a, I wanted a lift kit, but I didn't want one too high. I just want something that's just leveled all the way straight through, 
and not too high enough to where my wife can't get in it. And, oh, you need to get this leveling kit. It's only, just like how you said, it's only a few hundred dollars more. I mean, not leveling kit, but lift kit. It's only a few hundred dollars more, and it's going to ride like it. Well, I'm already paying a lot of money for this one simple kit I want, and I want it that way. So if you can't provide that service for me, then I will just go somewhere else. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, that kind of stuff just trickles into the RC because, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, that'll sit there and push like, you know, like I there are people, and I used to see this, I would say more when I first got into it, mainly because it is crazy to see how big the aftermarket community has gotten or the aftermarket array or aftermarket product selection has gotten for these cars. But like when I was first into this, you really only had a handful of people to choose from. And there were people that straight up, they'd buy a car and they'd buy every single Vanquish, you know, accessory there was just because they were like, oh, got to be Vanquish, which I'm not knocking on Vanquish. There's nothing wrong with Vanquish. I'm just saying you don't always have to go to the same company all the time. You know, there's other companies out there that make great quality products, and they may not, you know, be as expensive, or they might be just as expensive, but, you know, it's going to be personal preference. Right, right. No, that's a very good point because I almost got caught up in all that mess myself. And um, being the fact that I, I had you to talk with, I had Chris to talk with, and I had um, Aaron to talk with, helped me out a lot because. I'd be caught in that spider web, and then where I'd be back in, got rid of all my RCs, but I can't handle it, and then I'm in a worse, more worse shape than I than I, what I started in. Yeah, I mean, I will have to admit, you know, like Jay said it earlier, you get what you pay for, and there, there's one, and I'm only speaking on my own personal, you know, opinion and my own personal experience. If there's one company that I'll definitely say. You got it. You know, it's almost like a catch twenty-two. You have to pick and choose your battles with their parts. Is right. going through Asia Tees and TopCAD. That company, I so I was. This was six years ago, seven years ago. Now, I was building my first two-two rig. I I really wanted a Truggy. I wanted a um, or a Rancho. I really wanted that SCX10 rails with the. AR60 axles, big tires, like that was the build I was going for. Well, I had a buddy that was a local crawler, and, you know, he was like, I was originally looking at everything going, oh, man, this is going to get expensive because I want to upgrade the knuckles because I don't want plastic ones. I want this. I want that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going through the whole list of what I want, and I'm going, man, this is going to get expensive quick. And he said, dude, you're shopping at the wrong place. He goes, check out Asia Tees. Get everything from there. He goes, it's a fraction of the cost. He goes, yeah, it takes a little longer to get there, but he goes, oh, awesome products. And I'm going, oh, okay. So I, lo I log on, you know, being a noob, only being in it for a couple months, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like going, wow, look at these prices. These prices are awesome. So I was okay. like, so at first I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to lean with my with my prices. Okay, these are great, you know, better prices. Let's do it. And, you know, I order all this stuff. I build the entire truck. I take it out for its first maiden drive and I didn't even beat on the thing and the front um, uh, axle what is it the CVD um, yeah. sheared wow I went off one little rock and it sheared and I'm going 
okay, I can understand now if I jumped it or I got it wedged in a rock, but it's like I was going over a rock and I came down and the way it flexed and landed, it snapped. Also, my wheel's on the ground. I'm going, you got to be kidding. After that experience, I said, you know what? That's why this was a, you know, eighteen dollar uh, CVD set versus the Axial or the Vanquish, which was forty dollars. There's a reason why, and you know, sometimes there are bargain parts, and there I'm sure there are companies where you can buy the bargain parts, and they're going to be fine. They're going to do just fine, but then there's some areas where I think you know, like anything, you almost need to pick and choose where you want to where you want to spend your money. Because like, honestly, I've had nothing. Um, go wrong with any Asia T products that I use that are stationary, like your shock hoops or your link mounts or whatever. Those are stationary. I don't really see there ever being a problem. Now, moving part, I'm going to go with a quality part because I don't want it to fail on me. Right, right. No, and I totally agree there because, and this was not by anybody telling me to I need to get this or anything. This is when I first started getting into this. I'm I'm just venturing out and I'm looking at everything. So I'm going, okay, this is expensive. Let me look around and I find some cheap stuff and same thing. It just didn't even last the first run. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I I don't want this headache. I can't even get out there, not even the first few feet and it's dead in the water. Here we go. So I wasn't even about to go on that rodeo, so yeah. I totally agree. And and unfortunately, what it comes down to in the, in the long run, what people don't realize is, and I get it, everybody wants to save a buck. I mean, who doesn't want to save money when you're trying to buy something, you know? But if you think about it, if you buy five of the cheap ones and they break every time, and you would have just bought one of the quality one and it lasts you all that time, how many times did you throw that money down the drain when you could have just all that money would have went to the one the first time and you would have been done? Right, exactly. And that and that's the way I started looking at stuff when I started upgrading and building my rigs as the years went on. And it's like, yeah, I can get this and it's like a fraction of the cost, but if it breaks and I have to replace it, how close am I if I would have just bought this one? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. but like I said, it all comes down to personal risk and reward. Are you willing to make that, take that risk, and are you going to be okay with the reward or the failure? That's what it really comes down to. Is and, and, you know, you just got to be you know okay with it because you know you could have been like, you know, yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm saving hundreds of dollars, but at the end, if your your rig breaks down and like like you said, the first two feet, then you're like, well, now I got to spend all this money to get it going again. You know, are you going to be okay with that? Or are you going to be, you know, discouraged and you're going to want to get out of the hobby? That's the other thing. So right, right. some people get discouraged with that kind of, dis, you know, stuff. A lot. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of people like, oh, you know, I was in the hobby a long time ago and, you know, this happened, that happened. and But, you know, here I'm back and hopefully this time, well, you know what, just you're going to have to, it's like how you said before too, you're going to have to roll with the punches and then, also, too, is it's, it's like another good example. Somebody was asking me about a certain thing, and I'm like, well, I can't tell you not to get it, but I can tell you I had bought this thing, and it was cheap because I didn't want to go and get me something that was really expensive, and it was a rig. And so I tried it. I barely put it on this little scale rocks that I have in my garage, 
and it went up in smoke. Literally, I had to run over there and take the truck and throw it out my front driveway because I thought it was going to blow up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, never again. I am not going to. I'm just going to save up my pennies and do what needs to be done. Yeah. No, see, and that's awesome hearing somebody that's doing some kind of like real world, you know, experiences, you know. Like, I mean, we've had. And that's the one thing we want to bring you with this show, like to anybody listening, is we don't want to just keep bringing you these like, like super high end people that are only messing with like, you know, Lamborghinis and Ferraris. We want your average Joe that's going to tell you real world, you know, feedback. So that way, you know, you can, you know, take it, take it or leave it with what you know the information we give you and the entertainment yeah. content we give you. So, yeah. Um. Another thing I wanted to touch base on because I know we're getting towards the end is events. And I know there's an event down by you um, that's coming up. Well, it'll be in October. Right. Um, and I know you've had the option or you've had the the pleasure of actually being able to crawl there. Um, yes. <clears throat> so you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, it's going to be the West Coast Scale Challenge by RC Four Wheel Drive, and it's over here at Lake Cuia in Tulare, California. And actually, what's it's Visalia. I'm I'm the next town over, but we're like we're not even three minutes apart. We're so close, and it's like a ten minute drive or fifteen minute drive to the lake where it's at. And the lake. I remember before it was saying, there was comments saying that, oh, man, is the water going to be down? Right now, the water is so low that you can see the dirt at the bottom. And not only that, that I've been over there kind of just trailing, doing my little videos and trying running my rigs, testing out uh, certain things, and it is awesome over there. It's like everywhere you turn, you don't know what to do because there's so many possibilities. It's going to be so fun. It's it's just a lot going on out there. There is so many places to crawl, run trails, rocks, and whatever you want to do. It's just it's it'll be a fun time. Nice. So yeah. So if anybody that's listening uh, wants to make the trip out there, I believe it's October. Oh, don't even quote me. Like twenty third. Twenty third. Twenty. It looks yeah. It's going to be October. October 26th and 27th. Okay, yeah. So October 26th and 27th. See, I knew it was like the third weekend. I just didn't know what actual date you know, fell on that. Um, right. And then another event that's coming up um, rather quickly is, uh, and I know we touched base on this I think last week, uh, Crawl for a Cure, which is up in Pioneer, California. Um, yeah. I know I will be there. Our, uh, Alan, are you going to make that trip? I am going to definitely try to make that trip. I put it on as it, that I was going. It's we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I can't, I'm, I'm playing this one by ear because my son is disabled and he has a lot of appointments because he has a blood clot in his heart. So, But my, I'm, yeah. I'm planning on attending. Because that's my goal is since I'm retired and I don't do anything but build and sit here in my garage, I would like to try to do as much as I can for this hobby. Awesome. Yeah, because um, like I said, I know we'll be there. 
and we and we get it. You know, life happens. You know, and and that's you know an unfortunate thing. You know, and you know, of course, your family comes first. So yeah. Um, Jay, have you made up your mind if you're trying if you're still trying to come down? Are you coming down or? I'm gonna do my best. We'll see. We uh we had an airline credit, but it's not gonna work out. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I'm what I'm gonna do. Either way, I mean, I'm gonna send some stuff down there, and I I may end up uh, sending some of our prizes and stuff to you if if that's okay, okay. and have you yep. deliver that for me. So. Yep. No. No. Crawl for a cure. That's gonna be in October as well. Am I correct? October fifth, I believe, which is the first weekend of October. Right. So, okay. Yeah, I had planned on going to that one. So, as yeah. Far, as far as um, uh, everything goes, as we stand right now, that I'm, I'm still going. Okay. Yeah. No, it'd be awesome to be able to, you know, crawl with you guys if you, if you guys can make it. I know JJ Customs is gonna have a booth there, so it'll be awesome to see him oh, there yes. again. Awesome. Um, because that's actually that was, I believe, that was his first event that's actually how i found out about him to be honest was was crawl for a cure i guess he somehow saw the flyer for crawl for a cure so he offered to donate something and so mark said we'd like to thank jj customs you know as one of our sponsors and i'm going i've never even heard of this and then that's when i think it was elio or was it cameron one of them said they looked it up and said it was in San Jose, so they got a hold of me and said, "Dude, that's in your neighborhood. Like, you know, that's by that's closer to you. Have you ever heard of them?" And I said, "I know NorCal Hobbies and Sheldon's Hobbies down in San Jose. I've never heard of JJ Customs." And I said, "You know, that'd be cool to kind of check it out." So then I happened to notice they had a, you know, they said where they're located. They had their little, you know, like, "Hey, we're located here." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "All right, let's go check them out." So I drove down there for the first time, um, and I think I brought my Blazer build with me. And I walked in, and I was checking it out, and I was like, "Man, this is like no orthodox, you know, RC shop I've ever seen." You know, right, right. Everything is out on the shelves, and you're able to just walk up and like pick it up, look at it, you know, all that stuff. It was kind of cool, and. Yeah. Um, Totally blew my mind. And then the guy was talking to me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my name is Jason. I'm the owner." And you know, we were kind of like talking. And he asked like, "What brings you down?" And I said, "I'll be honest. I said your name on the flyer. I said I didn't even. I was like, I've never even heard of you, so I want to check you out." And that it was. It's kind of cool. And that's what I'm. It's like that's one of those things that RC does. Like it brings so many people together. Like in, it's like all it takes is one little thing for you to, you know, to discover something new. Right. So, and but that also comes with a price, you know. There, there are companies, you know, and you know, I'm not going to bring up any of them, you know, by name. But there are companies that have, uh, in my opinion, abused that kind of power, and then it catches up to them, and now they got a big black eye, and you almost, you know, it's, you know, and and then that becomes toxic to the community as well. So it's yes. like. You know, don't, you know, you can't always, you know, you could try to make everything good, but once you get caught, you know, trying to make something good, but really, you know, be doing something behind the scenes to, you know, take away from it and people catch you, 
it's yeah. really hard, especially with like with with you know social media today. It's really hard to come back from that. Right. So, um, but yeah, um, and that's really like I said how how I you know got to know Jason, um, and that's led me to a lot of things. Um, and actually, on another you know little small note before we wrap this up, that's actually social media was how I actually found you and um, Aaron. So what happened was one day I was on my Instagram, somebody commented um, on one of my pictures and his name was Purple Heart RC. And I was like, he was like, oh, this is a badass build. Was this, was this done at you know, wherever, and, like, he fired out some name and, like, of a place to go crawling or something, and I said, no, this was actually taken up at Rubicon. It's very similar, but once he had mentioned a familiar place, I'm like, dude, where's this guy located? And then I found out that he was, you know, just on the other side of the bay. He was 45 minutes away. I was like, hmm, interesting, and that's how I met him, and then he was kind of telling me about his, you know, like, like his whole story and what he's doing, and then... I was on, I think it was on Facebook, and I recognize, and I saw this or Instagram, one of the two, and I saw Scale Trail Performance, and I kind of saw the same similar thing, and then that's when I said, and then you guys both at the same time were talking about how I wanted to get to know other vets, and I'm going, yeah, this is perfect, right? So, right, yeah, that was awesome, man, and. and Really, I I didn't really even get to thank you for that, but you know, thanks. I really appreciate that, Dean. Oh yeah, no problem. I mean, like it's it's like I said, this hobby can be really great and it can be really toxic. It's really going to be what you want to do with it, right? So, um, but yeah, uh, I think that basically covers everything. Oh, there's actually there was one little thing that I wanted to do, and that was give um, two guys in our club a shout out for something okay. that they did today. Um, I went out to do some product pictures and stuff with the Walker Evans truck and my friends from our scale RC club, uh, Wilson Rich and Jared Bluen were there and there was a father and a son that were there and it was kind of their first experience seeing any of this. And the kid was probably about 12 years old, you know, not, not too old or anything. And, uh, man, they were just absolutely enamored in the cars. They're just like, oh my God, they have like real shocks and like the axles look real. I mean, just really tripping out. And my buddy Jared let the boy run his comp truck, which is like a really, really nice SCX-10. And uh, the kid just immediately was like picking and choosing these awesome lines. I mean, like he was wheeling the thing around like he'd done it before. And it was super cool to see. And they didn't... It was cool because they didn't like offer any like biased opinion, you know, opinions on anything. They were like, "Man, there's so much good stuff out there to choose from right now. Just kind of figure out what your price range is, and if you have any questions, get a hold of us. Here's how." And I mean, dude, they handled it so awesome. And I guarantee those are two new people that we're going to be hanging out with and going crawling and stuff because they were just all about it and. They were so cool to these guys, and they spent so much time with them. And, I mean, especially really letting them drive, you know, his 
like serious, like nice comp rig. Like that was a really cool gesture on his part. And it, it was one of those like proud Papa moments, you know, where you're like, man, look at these guys. Like last year they were new to this hobby and now, you know, here they are like letting somebody demo a truck and like really enthusiastically trying to get these guys involved and everything, you know, and it was such a cool thing to see. So I just wanted to say thank you guys very much. You did an awesome job and, uh, you know, we, we need more people like that in the hobby to, uh, open the doors of it to other people. It was, it was very, very cool. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Man. That was very, very cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, cause you know, that does take me back to like, you know, and I've heard this story a lot too, and I've heard it from a lot of good friends. They go, yeah, we have people come out and I let them run my rig and I'll be honest, you know, I want to say seven out of ten times, the story is they destroyed it. They were, you know, they, I got it back and, you know, shocks are broken or batteries hanging out the side of the car and it's like, you know, they're trying to jump it and they're doing all this stuff that it's not meant for and, you know, so it scares people from wanting them to oh, let them yeah. try, try their rigs. So the fact that you have people that were like, hey, we're going to let you run it and, you know, that that's really big of them because, you know – People put their time and money into these things. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's hard. Yeah. So it's a hard. lot of dudes are, you know, like living paycheck to paycheck and like scale RC is their thing, man. And like that is their baby and everything they have goes into it, you know. And it, it was just so cool to see. And the kid was super respectful, too. I mean, like wasn't beating on it or anything. And, you know, we did a uh, day out at Die Hard where we had some people from, uh, had a group of kids from the Boys and Girls Club, and they uh, had driven our little fleet of cars that we have here, and it they uh, they got pretty well hammered, but, like, this kid and his dad were just, I don't know, it, it was really cool. Like, I, I don't doubt that we're going to see those guys again. Like, it, it was pretty neat. That's awesome. And see, and that's what I, I try to reiterate on my little my side is that you know what it's it's all about sharing the love yeah i mean to some people that may sound corny but from where i come from for what i've done and from where i've been to me that's that's what it's about now man it's about sharing that love you know sharing the enjoyment Nine times out of ten, corny is actually one of those things that secretly we're all like, you know, that's pretty cool, but I'll never admit it, you know? <laughs> you know, like, th that happens a lot. And, and honestly, yeah. I mean, it sounds sappy or whatever, but I mean, it was just, today was one of those cool moments where you're, like, happy to be a part of the hobby and happy to be, you know, part of an organization that is, you know, bringing new people in and stuff and sharing. And it, it was, it was just cool. You know, it was one of those things where it cancels out all the bad that you come across on Facebook or whatever. And you're like, you know what, this is why we're doing this. This is exactly why or is for this reason right here. And it makes you feel good, you know? And like, I don't, I'm not going to act like I'm too cool to, you know, admit that it was, it was a neat moment, you know, and we need more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially in this hobby and for what, what it stands for and what we do with it. I mean, really, to be honest, that's that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And it's it's we've talked a lot this episode about how unique this hobby is and, uh, you know, the the amount of sharing and caring that goes on is really even with all the bad stuff that happens, it's, you know, 
yeah heads above almost everything else out there as far as people pulling together and in the name of having a good time you know yeah oh yeah heck when i was younger real quick when i was younger the the only thing that i ever seen out there was the hornet the grasshopper and you never seen these big events you never heard of these events you just heard of races and these kids, these guys are all, you can't touch it. Don't even look at it. Don't even, oh, don't even yeah. hear it, you know? And now <laughs> yeah. it's such a huge thing. It's grown so much. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's so much that can be learned, too. I mean, it's like the life lessons and stuff and patience and you just start to develop a mechanical inclination and you understand how things work. And it, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like, real-world stuff that you can get out of this hobby, too, that you can apply to your job or just day-to-day life. And it's, it's, it's very unique, and today was one of those chances, you know, one of those moments where I was just super proud to be a part of this hobby. It was, it was really fun. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I was going to say, with that, we'll, we'll end this one on a very positive note. Um, is there anything else either one of you guys want to say? Um, we got a comp up here on Sunday, if anybody's interested. It's at Cap Santee uh, Viewpoint, which is in Anacortes, Washington. Um, probably about a two-hour drive from Seattle. So if anybody's interested, you're more than welcome to come hang out. It's a friendly atmosphere, even though it is a competition. It's still lots of lots of laughs and having fun. So uh, if anybody wants to come join us, please do by all means. Um, yeah, yeah, and then, you know, just to remember, just to remind everybody, a lot of the times, the younger generation is watching us, and a lot of these little squabbles I see in here, it's from the older adults, and just to remember and to remind everyone, it, these are toys, and they're meant to be, to have fun, to enjoy to hang, to be with your family, and, and and also to share with others. I mean, I, I can't say that enough, to share with others and to, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. No, that's very, <laughs> very well put, man. <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have said it better myself, dude. Exactly. So, well, with that one... We'll wrap up this week, and we'll see you guys next week. Um, Until then, get out there, get those tires dirty, and have fun. Nice. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. See you later.